We are going to be uh, reviewing uh, Rings of Power. Rings of Power is the show on Amazon Prime. Um, it is a show based off of the work of J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, this is set thousands of years before the events of what you see in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, it's mostly covering uh, kind of the age of like the, the major events of like the Middle Earth Second Age, uh, the forging of the actual uh, the rings themselves. Um, and you also see the rise of Sauron. Um, who is the Dark Lord there that kind of is the big evil that looms over this entire series. Um, some major characters that you follow uh, in this series, some characters that you might know from the Lord of the Rings, uh, or if you've seen that, or The Hobbit, uh, or read any of those uh, books, uh, or people like uh, Mordred, uh, Mordred Clark, who plays Gladriel. Uh, you has also have Robert uh, Armeo, who plays Elrond. Uh, they're pretty much the mostly kind of familiar characters you'll know from the past works there that you've probably seen of like Lord of the Rings and uh, other Tolkien work. Um, and they're also kind of major characters you follow throughout the story along with some other characters, uh, characters like the Heartfoots, uh, the Heartfoots uh, here that you see uh, who also get accompanied by a man who is the stranger uh, that you kind of see who looks like basically a really, really tall, jacked, homeless man. Um, you also see, um, them following, um, another elf who is a warrior elf here who has a bow and arrow, um, who he's, uh, with kind of a town of, uh, regular, uh, humans, uh, that you also kind of follow here. Um, now we came in and we talked about this series, uh, the first two episodes we reviewed it. It's up on the uh, channel now. Um, you know, Sage wasn't too hot on the series. He just, um, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you just thought it was just the first two episodes were just kind of meh, not really terrible, not great. Just yes. meh. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I remember thinking better than I expected, but worse than I would have hoped. Hmm. Okay. Um, and me, I was kind of like, I like certain elements of it. Um, I liked kind of, uh, Moifred Clark. I liked her as Gladriel. That seemed kind of interesting to see where that would go. Um, I did kind of see, you know, and I thought also the show was gorgeous. I thought, you know, cause this show was half a billion dollars that Amazon put in this show. Um, so this is also considered one of the most expensive shows ever made, uh, which that means it has a lot of pressure on it to be successful. Um, and I mean, I said it, uh, when I reviewed the first two episodes, um, the money is there. Um, you can see the money. Um, you know, it's definitely in the look of the show. Um, even in comparing it to, and it seems like a lot of people want to compare it to the other fantasy show that's on TV right now, House of the Dragon. Um, I guess because they're just the two big fantasy properties that are out right now. Um, and, you know, House of the Dragon, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, when that show was on, um, they looked good. They did. Um, you know, Game of Thrones, you know, when that was when they did like the Battle of the Bastards, when you see the dragons, when you see all of that stuff, they put a lot of money into that show as well. Um, and you see a lot more dragons and something like House of the Dragons. Um, and they, they, that looks good as well. Uh, good as well. But it just this show, I'd said it before and I, and I finishing it now. I was like, yeah, I still think it's the best looking streaming show I've ever seen. Um, I think and you could definitely tell the money is there. Um, when it comes to uh, a lot of the characters and story for me, the first episode, I thought that was a bit lacking. Um, so now having finished it, 
uh, all eight episodes that it has. Um, we're gonna, gonna gonna give our complete thoughts on it, um, and then it's also gonna be a spoiler review uh, for it. So, uh, Sage, um, now having seen all eight episodes, uh, what is your opinion of Rings of Power? Well, before let me just start with you know I I were very hard to kind of shut my attachment to any of the rest of the things that this is based on away and really try to view it as its own thing. Um, and to be honest, I kind of feel the same way I felt after those first two episodes. I, I, I think that it never really finds its footing in terms of its script, its pacing, its characters. I never found a, a real reason to attach myself to any of them and yet i also i don't think it is so bad that it is just this you know absolute mess of a you know you know hunk of garbage i just i don't think it could ever hit that either and i i yeah i'm, I'm left with this very just i really feel bored through most of it i mean i'll tell you there was at least once where i did fall asleep and i had to rewind <laughs> a little bit to catch to catch what i missed and then i felt like i didn't miss anything when i went back uh i i i do think that in a lot of places it looks really good um but you know and i i i talk about this if i if we talk about something that's old and it's you know kind of lulled by the standards of uh, special effects by today's standards. If the art direction was great then, it holds up better now. And looking at this, it makes me feel like the money's there to make it look good, but I don't feel like there's really good art direction behind the effects. I think it's a lot of pretty on something very plain. Um, I never... I, there's, a, there's a few places where I thought, oh, that looks impressive when you see Numenor the first time. I thought that was a very cool, you know, these wide shots. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you get there, you spend time there, and it feels really small still. As, as big as the budget is, it, it feels like there's not that many people there. There's not that many extras making up the crowd. It, it, it kind of still felt small in many ways despite being really really pretty and visually impressive in others um mm. and then I, I will say i a lot of the armor looked like came out of a 3d printer like the, there's spots to me where the effects and and how the money didn't feel like it was there a hundred percent of the time for me mm. yeah i got a shot up of gladriel and armor right here some of the other soldiers that you see here um, kind of when she's in her now, arm. her armor, I didn't think looked terrible, but the Numenor, uh, the the kind of the scale armor mm -hmm. that you see that that looked that looked really cheap to me. That looked like, hey, we you know got to put money into this other thing, and that there were there were there were times when it certain things felt like just there wasn't a lot of work to put into them. Mm. Um. There was a scene where people uh, saw where there's a scene, um, I don't know if you remember, but it's where um, the character like uh, uh, the And uh, Andron character, as how you pronounce his name, the elf with the bow and arrow, uh, Andron. Um, oh, uh, Arondir, I believe. Uh, okay, Arondir. Uh, like his partner was like speaking into a crowd of people and people saw that they kind of, you know, copied and pasted a lot of faces in the crowd and things like that, which is typical of what you would uh, do. Yeah. 
with a crowd shot like you can go to any movie and see like a crowd shot and you, oh, can yeah. see, you know oh, copy yeah. and paste and things like that in it to, to save money on the budget and things of like hiring all these different people and um all the different stuff sure. so so you kind of see stuff like that um <clears throat> um so i, I kind of get what you're saying you know it, it it is very pretty looking um you know some of the places some of the scenes i get i get your kind of feel of like some of the art direction of it may be lacking um i do think there were some great shots in here like the towards i think it was episode if i remember correctly seven or so six or seven where they do the where was the fire where they get rained down upon and then it's everything is just this amber color um, that looked good i thought that looked pretty that nice. looked good yeah yeah, no, I totally agree. There, there are places where it totally comes through and it shows. That's a very good example. Yeah, um, I thought that looked really nice. Um, so I, I kind of understand. I mean, because I think when people watch the first two episodes, a lot of the takeaways was really good looking, but not a lot to get you invested in characters. Um, and yeah. and you know, watching it after the first two episodes and i got a little bit even of that criticism watching the first two episodes even though i did like gadriel watching it further i was like yeah i kind of get that feeling too i think it doesn't really kind of pick up for me character wise until episode maybe six um or seven six yeah maybe six episode six um it doesn't really pick up for me because I, I just feel like that's where there's more momentum that's where things are really kind of yeah. coming together, I think, is 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 that. And um, I think, for me, one of the best storylines going on here, because like I, I said before, so it's kind of like four major storylines kind of going on here, all being told simultaneously. And eventually, towards the end of it, it all some of them kind of come together. One of them, the storylines is with Gladriel, who's, you know, she's seeking revenge on Sauron, uh, Sauron for killing her brother. Um then you have the storyline with Elrond and the doors, uh, which I think for me, that's the best one, uh, hands down. Um, I think that one with him and Durin, um, uh, I think that's kind of the best one. I kind of like their whole bromance together. Um, I kind of like getting the insight of the, 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 the dwarves and the kind of their culture and kind of what they do. Um, I like Doran's wife in it. I think she's really good. Um, and you know how, like, you know, he's very displeased with his father, who's the king. Um, and you know, whether or not he should help the elves, I think all that stuff to me is, is, is really good. Um, then you have the storyline with, uh, the, uh, uh, what was the elf's name you said? Uh, Android, uh, Andor? Uh, I believe it's pronounced Arondir. Arondir, uh, that elf. Um, he, for me, I think, I don't know. I think that was maybe I've had to pick a weaker one. It was either that one or the Heartfoots one to me was the weaker one uh, for me uh, of, of, yeah. the, of the series. Uh, I just wasn't that all that invested in like the town. And then he was in a relationship with this human woman. Um, it's like, I don't really know who this human woman is to you or, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I wasn't as best of that The stuff with the Heartfoots and them, you know, where these younger Heartfoots, um, meet this, uh, stranger character, um, you know, who they meet him and try to help him along the way. Um, some of that stuff was okay. I, I thought a little bit, a little bit of it was, you know, kind of just like, oh, look, you know, kind of scared of him. Um, you know, cause there would be times where that character would act erratic, but I mean, there was a scene where I think it was in the seventh episode where like they asked him like, Hey, could you like fix this tree? Could you do, you know, maybe use some of your magic to do that. And then <laughs> like an idiot, 
this girl walks in front of the tree while the branch is falling <laughs> and like they all looking at him like he's a monster like oh my god what did i do it's like your dumb ass stepped in front of the tree like what like why are you blaming him uh so i i, th- I thought that there was, there was two moments like that i thought uh what was the other moment for you the the other one was it was i believe it was in the direct previous episode he bruises his arm, saving them from the warg creatures, and then he's healing it. He's icing it, and he's sitting there. And she, 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 she's watching ice like magically come up his arm, and then she sticks her hand in it. And then when it explodes and like knocks her back, she acts terrified of him, right? Like, oh, she finally oh, yeah. sees the danger he represents that everyone's been warning her about. And I'm like, she just she. She stuck her hand in the magic ice that he was already making. Like I, I just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah, that to me was just yeah, that was just kind of yeah, really weird to me how they did that. For you, what was the strongest storyline for you, and what was the weakest one? Uh well, so I, I, I do agree that I think Elrond and Durin is that is the strongest in the show. Uh, there is actual character conflict that doesn't feel manufactured there a friend you haven't seen in a long time that you haven't paid the mind to that's a totally normal human reaction to be upset about that and have feelings about of abandonment even about that there there's an actual core to the characters interacting with each other that i i honestly don't feel is present anywhere else in the show um I will. So here, here's the one place where I I can't totally let go of the Lord of the Rings and the source material because they created a scenario in which and we are we are doing full spoilers, right? I just want to make sure before I say it. Yeah. Okay. So they they create this story with the mithril where it is uh, tied to the elf's life force elrond needs to convince durin to and his his father to allow them access to it durin digs his father shuts that shuts it down and covers it up Mm. and that appears to have awoken the balrog right um now there's a very, very simple story in, in The Lord of the Rings to that. It's the dwarves as a society were greedy and because of their greed, basically divine punishment was kind of cast upon them. And the way that that happened in the show, it felt like Amazon saw that and went, we can't tell it's a story where like we point out that greed's a bad thing, right? Like take that out. We gotta like, he's like altruistically trying to help people. And that's what wakes the Balrog up. That's the bad thing to do. We gotta, we gotta eliminate the greed is bad part of this. And so that, that, cause it's not just, uh, you know, changing details and you can change details uh, in an adaptation, but that, that, that's taking the core theme of, of something and just ripping it out. And, and I feel like that's, kind of all over the show but that and as much as i do think that's the strongest story that is a big thing that kind of pulls it back down for me mm. as far as the worst i think the harfoots 
I think the Harfoots were, were, were the worst overall. Although I believe his name is Lenny Henry as uh, the older actor. Mm. He, I think, is one of... He, he's maybe my, the one actor that brought a sense of whimsy to that environment. At least for the Harfoots, I think he stood out better than everybody else in that particular storyline. But I just... I don't know. I, you know, with the hobbits in, say, The Lord of the Rings, I never wanted to spend like four hours on just that. You know, like I was like, I got my 20 minutes and I'm good. Let's go, let's go <laughs> do something else. But just going back to it over and over, and I, it never really evolves. It never really goes like, say what you will um, about, you know, Galadriel's story. She goes to different places and she in, in different environments and interacts mm. with different characters over the course of the story, whether, whether I say think that's good or not, uh, the, the way it's done is a different, is a different conversation. I feel like the Harfoots really don't go anywhere. It's like they're running in place the whole time. Yeah. It feels like really the whole purpose of the Harfoots is just for the character of the stranger. It's just for the, the wizard basically. I mean, yeah. that's, that's basically kind of just what they're there for. Um, who I guess it, you know, definitely it's what everybody guessed. I mean, he's who everybody guessed he was, uh, Gandalf. I, I, I guess he is who everybody pretty much assumed he was. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, they still don't completely confirm for sure. It, it's, it's very strongly hinted at. Um, and so I do think there's a very good chance they, that he is, if nothing else, then for marketing sake, because Gandalf's a well-known character mm -hmm. but there uh one thing in the in the in the lore is that there are other there are two blue wizards that that are written to have shown up during the second age earlier than the others and it could theoretically be one of these other wizards because it it still is a wizard so i i, I don't know how they're gonna do that exactly it seems all signs do point to gandalf with them. yeah so, um, yeah, like I said, all signs kind of do point to him. I, I mean, it's not like I said officially officially confirmed, but there's just strong uh, uh, hints towards mm -hmm. it. They like they do in the show, like certain lines he says in it that Gandalf says uh, in in the yep. movies. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of what that was all set up for. Um, the actors, I think, playing the Hartfoots, I don't think they're bad. I think, you know, the older actor you mentioned, who's the leader of the Hartfoots, um, um, I think he does a pretty good job. Uh, the two younger actors, um, who are the ones that first meet the stranger, um, I think, it, you know, a lot of the show, I don't know if you agree with it, but a lot of the show kind of feels like it's trying to hit the same beats as the movies, and have the same kind of similar kind of character uh, 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 types where I think the Hardfoots with the two, mm. the two leads of those, it felt kind of like the Sam and Frodo relationship. Um, then with Gladriel, when she meets uh, Halbrand, it feels like he's like Aragorn. Um, then when uh, Elrond and Durin, it feels like, uh, you know, Legolas and Gimli. Like, do you think that they were trying to, like, have similar, like, character types and relationships throughout the show to to, remin to make people reminisce about Lord of the Rings, the, the, the books and the movies and things like that? 
I absolutely do. I think that's a that's a hundred percent an accurate reading of of the whole show, to be honest. And I guess this is where I maybe really start to come in and be be more negative about it. I, I thought the whole thing felt like member berries all over the place, really just trying to call back to things that I've either seen or you know, I had an explanation for, or maybe I just wasn't asking that question because it was it, it wasn't that complicated. I, I feel like the Harfoot's entire storyline we just said is just kind of here's a story giving you an explanation for why Gandalf likes hobbits. Uh, Galadriel's feels like here's an explanation for why there's the last alliance of men and elves to fight Sauron. The dwarf in Elrond storyline feels like. Well, here's uh, just a storyline to show you how the Balrog woke up to be there in Lord of the Rings. I, I felt like the whole show, it almost felt like the Star Wars prequels to me because the, I've, I've described those movies as making a galaxy feel like a neighborhood. Take the scope of this big, big fictional universe and kind of, you know, interlock every little character so they, they've come across each other before or someone related to them somehow. And it 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 really it it feel like it was actively reducing the scope of what the Lord of the Rings is capable of instead of going you know we're in the, in the time period the show is attempting to take place in is a much more kind of over the top magical uh, time period uh, much more creatures much more wild things happening than in the Lord of the Rings story. And I feel like it, it reduced the scope of, of what the universe is, and it did not expand it. Mm. Interesting, it did not reduce it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not as big of a fan as you are uh, of this universe. And, you know, the big thing about this series, what a lot of people were worried about, um, is that it's not taking from the expanded material that is the Cimmerillion. Um, they, the only thing they could do mm -hmm. is basically base it off the appendages that were, uh, the appendixes that came from at the end of the Lord of the Rings where they have the, the, the title stuff at yep. the very end, uh, the after kind of credits there. That's the only thing they could do uh, because they don't have the rights to the Cimmerillion. They only have the rights to Lord of the Rings <laughs> and The Hobbit. Uh, Amazon does. And I'll be honest, they didn't really use a lot of the stuff in those appendices. <laughs> they, they really kind of ignored that for the most part too mm. yeah uh so that's kind of yeah so they kind of had they were just kind of going you know a lot of just making stuff up basically you know what i mean uh for the story you know just to fill in a lot of major gaps there uh and that's what kind of people were, were, were kind of really worried about with this show um so you know for me i've only really i've read the books a long time ago and i've, I've seen the movies uh it, it did kind of have that feeling of like you're really trying to hit those same beats and points um, as you did in the in the uh, in the material there. But none of it has that same, I don't think, emotional weight to it um, as you had uh, in, in the movies or in the books. Um, you know, there were some decent things in here. Like I said, I, I like the relationship that Elrond had with Durin and um, I like Durin and his wife, Disa. I think they had a great back and forth um uh that was that was fun to watch uh the stuff with gladriel like you say at least she kind of moves on to kind of different places like her going to numenor uh was was interesting and then meeting the the queen um of it was interesting and her trying to assemble this army 
to, to help uh, uh, was was kind of interesting and how that turned out to be a, a massive kind of colossal failure. Um, I thought was also kind of interesting. I, I kind of like how that turned out um, where they kind of got ambushed and, and they got rained upon uh, with 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 kind of these uh, fire and everything like that. I, I like that. I was like, I didn't expect them to take kind of that big of an L, uh, honestly, in a show like this, honestly. And then to see the the aftermath of the battle and people are missing limbs and blood everywhere and everything's on fire and everything's covered in ash and uh the queen of Numenor ends up being blind I was just kind of like wow uh <laughs> I didn't expect it to kind of go there I mean wh- wh- what did you think about that stuff uh kind of with Gladriel Numenor kind of you know even Hellbrand bring him in there what did you think about all that art and stuff well, okay. So I, I, I do agree that there, that, that there's an edge that storyline has because there is more, there is more plot momentum. Like some, some things actually do happen versus like the Harfoots where it's just kind of mostly nothing the whole time. But I just, I never felt like the character work ever really clicked for me so that, you know, when you get to these, these big moments where, Things, the gears start to shift and turn. Things start to really happen. I, I didn't. I just. I couldn't really bring myself to care all that much about <laughs> what was going on because I never felt like the the groundwork for the characters going into that plot momentum worked. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Is if if I don't care about the characters when nothing's happening, I'm not as I'm not as invested when you know the big plot points do start to come. Um, and I, I just don't think they earned a uh, emotional tether, really. I, you know, some of that stuff was impressive. I thought that I thought the the, vol- the actual volcanic eruption. I thought that was a very cool sequence. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, but even amongst those episodes, there were still things like I like the the queen being blind. Um, there's there's something just a little silly about about it because she they stop and she tells Yorendil, uh, the captain of the guard, just keep going. I don't want what don't want anyone to know. Don't want anyone to panic. Next scene, they cut to her and she's wearing a giant blindfold, and I'm like, All right, I think people might be able to figure <laughs> it out based on that. Mm, I don't know. Maybe maybe she'll convince people that's her night mask. Maybe when she goes to sleep. Maybe <laughs> uh, perhaps perhaps. Um, Hmm. Yeah, as for as for bringing Halbrand into things, I don't know if you want to get into that yet, but no. Did you see? I, I mean, did you see it coming? Or I, I, the in in episode two, his like one of his first lines of dialogue is appearances can be deceiving. Wink, wink. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure it was him. Almost hmm. the almost the first scene within that episode, I was convinced it was him. Yeah. And then Hellbrand turns out to be he is Sauron. He is he is he is him. Yep. Uh, uh, it turns out to be. Um, hmm. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of heavily foreshadowed. <laughs> I mean, with that line that you said with him in there. I mean, did you? I mean, did you like it, the actor's performance uh, as Hellbrand slash Sauron? Or? You know, I. It's the thing I, I said it during when we were talking about just the first two episodes uh, before. I don't want to judge any of these actors because I just, I, for the most part, I just don't care for the script. And so I, I don't want to come down too hard on any of them. Uh, that being said, I, I don't think he was bad, but I did find him kind of boring. 
like many things in the show, I just I don't think he had a a big presence to him as an actor. He didn't he didn't fill the room. And you know, I'm sure there was you know, that's a, I'm sure that was a conscious choice in some sense because they're trying to you know, they don't want the audience to know right away, even though I even though I had kind of guessed at least. Uh, I I I I don't I don't love what they did with him. I I think they tr- I I honestly I think they tried to almost humanize him t- too much. Hmm. I mean, I just think I mean, kind of what they did. I mean, he kind of played the game pretty nice, pretty manipulative in a sense, uh, in a way. There, deceiving. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I I feel like he didn't do a whole lot of it deceiving. I mean, when Galadriel meets him, he says, "This isn't mine. I found it on a dead man. Uh, I don't want to go there." I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to participate. I, I just want to forage. Leave me alone. And every step of the way, it's her. It, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's, uh, he's incepting an idea in her mind to do these things. It feels like she's just doing these things. And Sarah, it almost makes it feel like Sauron would have been happy to just kind of fuck off and, <laughs> and be alone. Uh, and, and, and then Galad, if it weren't for Galadriel, he wouldn't have even gone back to being evil at all. Like it, like the way that it was, it was written. Maybe there's more expansion to be done there, and you know, have some mental influence on her having all those ideas. But I think at just the first season, as it is, it feels like Sauron got dragged along on a journey he had no interest in, and mm. that turned him back to the dark path that he had like quit. Mm. And I just don't think that fits. I just, I just don't think that fits. It, it, it's like they want Sauron. And I, 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 I did see earlier today. I just saw the interview with the showrunners themselves comparing Sauron to Walter White and Tony Soprano. Mm. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't think we should be looking to crime dramas for, <laughs> how to write Lord of the Rings characters. I just, I just don't think that those two things work together. Mm. I mean, so it, they were trying to create like with comparing like Walter White, Tony Smith, they were trying to create like an anti-hero, like almost like, you know, like this kind of figure there. Yeah. Like a, like a anti-hero, anti-villain, someone who's bad, but like in a complicated way. Hmm. Yeah. I, mm. I mean, look, you, you can call it simplistic, you know, but I think that part of the simplistic morality in a in the fantasy story that is the Lord of the Rings is part of its inherent nature and what it makes it work. I'm not saying you can't have I'm not saying you can't have any morally gray situations come up. It's not like nothing in Lord of the Rings is like that. But there is a you know again, call it simplistic if you want, but there is a simplistic hero's journey you know and and black and white morality to that world and i just don't think it gains anything from being interpreted in this you know more modern let's have our bad guys be understandable kind of sensibility i just don't think that need it just doesn't need to be applied i don't think to uh, hmm. a fantasy universe that is like this you know you could do look at game of thrones that's all they do right everyone is either terrible 
or like at best in the middle in 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 that stuff but yeah. i don't know i just it feels like it takes away from the identity of lord of the rings it makes the show feel like this is one of the many fantasy shows that has based itself off of lord of the rings and then fallen into obscurity because it didn't have a brand name to survive off of it mm. feels like it could be any one of those mm. interesting um and you bring up you know bringing up game of thrones um and it's i was listening to somebody i was listening to another youtuber uh name is jesse gender um and she was talking and she was comparing okay. rings of power she's comparing uh and house of the dragon and she was saying like you know there's just two different shows and you have house of the dragon which like you said is very morally gray and it's hard to really well I, I don't know some people some people love certain people even though they are terrible people and they do bad things uh but it's a lot of morally gray situations and you root for people one minute you'll root for a guy uh that will kill people and chop their dicks off and tongues and stuff like that uh but then he'll do something really cool the next episode and go like okay i like this guy you know but you know in, in something like lord of the rings yeah. you have the fantasy where it is more hopeful instead of kind of a depressing world that is mm -hmm. House of the Dragons, that you kind of look to um, and everything like that, you know what I mean, and be inspired by, um, I think, of, of the beauty in the world. Yeah. Um, and I think um, and I think that's kind of some of the, the differences there of you have between like a maybe like a Lord of the Rings and, and uh, like a Game of Thrones type world. Um, did you like the action of Rings of Power? I, I, I can't say I did. I, I, I got to be honest. I felt I felt like when anytime they really wanted it to feel big and epic, I again, except for I, I do think the volcano itself, that eruption, I think that looked really great. But I just don't think any anything like the, you know, episode six was basically one big battle. I just didn't find it that impressive. I mean, first of all, I don't I didn't care about the people of the Southlands. Um there was nothing like we didn't explore their culture and like what what this society was like at all it just felt very this is just a group of people to be there to get rid of so we don't need to put a lot of work into what this place is like um it, it felt very small there was it didn't feel it didn't feel like a big world kind of like i was saying earlier how it, it felt like it reduced the scope um and and then you know I think especially when Numenor comes in, I just I I don't think they're particularly impressive looking. I mean, there were like maybe five boats. They had like five <laughs> boats they came on. There's like twenty people a boat. It looked like I you know in the again I don't you know I I don't want to keep going back to to the lore and the, and the other parts of the franchise, but Numenor is meant to be essentially the greatest human civilization to have ever existed. In terms of military power, just you know, every kind of way, and it just—they didn't feel like there were even as many people as uh, the poor, the poorer kingdom, Rohan in the Lord of the Rings, the smaller kingdom that was like that they were supposed to be the tiny one in comparison to Gondor in the last movie, and I didn't think Numenor, the greatest of all of you know historical civilizations, felt smaller than that to me. Um, and so when they when they come to blows, they come to the battle. I just don't like it. Just doesn't look like there's that many people here. It looks like a skirmish. Mm. I would say more than a war. Mm. 
Um, well, didn't, um, because when she was talking to the queen of Numenor, uh, Gladriel, wasn't it that the queen just said like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you like a few ships and some soldier, like, like, didn't, wasn't that the, the deal? If I'm remembering that correctly, right. I'm just going to give you like a few ships. No, I, I, that, that she may have said that. I, I don't remember exactly, but I'll tell you that the music was trying to make me feel like there were a lot more people and it was a lot more impressive than it actually was. Mm. Uh, There's a, a sense of tone that they're creating in those scenes that just, it feels like it's just, if you were, if you close your eyes and you just listen to it, I'd think that there was something far grander happening on screen. And so maybe that's a criticism of the music even for being tonally inconsistent with what I'm seeing, mm. but it just felt like it, they wanted you to be more amped up about it. And I just, I just kept thinking, this just feels small. Mm. For me, I, I thought the action, uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I didn't think it was particularly that breathtaking or that like, man, I mean, it wasn't like, uh, again, I don't want to keep going back to Game of Thrones. But, you know, you, you did have moments like in Game of Thrones, like Battle of the Bastards or something like that, right? That was like, damn, like this is this is awesome, this is great, you know what I mean, and that also has a lot to do with, by that point, um, because that was in season six, season, yeah, season six, season seven, yeah, that was pretty far into the show, yeah, um, that you already are, have, like, a heavy, heavy investment of, like, what's kind of gonna go on, and that has also a lot to do with it, too, um, and like you said, I, the the people of the Southlands, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not too much, I don't really know too much about them, and then this elf and him having this relationship with this human woman, it's supposed to be like the big, you know, controversy, forbidden love, you know, and everything. Like, eh, I don't really, I'm not into it all that much. Um, I mean, I know the people of this town, they, they sure hate some elves. They, they, they hate themselves some elves. I know that. <laughs> um, I know that much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm not that much into it. Um, some of the stuff I thought, like when the elf gets imprisoned um, by the orcs and then you have like the elf leader who got corrupted, um, who kind of looked like Lee Pace to me. Like every time I looked at him, I was like, he kind of looked like Lee Pace. I can uh, see that. Um, I, see I, I actually thought he was kind of cool. I actually kind of thought like he actually kind of had, you know, some good stuff kind of going on with him. Um, and actually funny enough, he was also in Game of Thrones. He was Benjamin Stark. Funny enough. Like, yeah. Uh, he was. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I thought I recognized him, but I couldn't, I couldn't place it. But uh, that okay, I, that makes sense. Um, who was the brother of uh, Eddard Stark in 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 Game of Thrones? So yeah, um, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of thought he was actually kind of cool. Uh, little stuff they did. Um, uh, what would you think about his character and kind of, you know, kind of him being the leader of the orcs and everything like that? What would you think about him? I actually thought that was that was interesting. I I wish he'd been in it more. I, I wish more time had been spent on that. Actually, I thought that that I almost had forgotten about that character, but because but I, I did think he was one of the more interesting elements that they brought in. But I yeah, I feel like they underserved one of their best ideas by only having it present for. I mean, he's got the one conversation with the Rondir, and then he's in like he's he's in like the episodes like five and six quite a bit and then he's kind of gone again for the last two 
but I, I don't know. He, he, uh, I thought that actor was good. I thought the idea of the character, the concept of the character, and I'll tell you what, that's something that actually does line up with the lore um, and the the kind of greater mythos of the of the universe. That's something that does line up really well. Mm. Low and, and of course, that ends up being one of the best elements of it. Yeah. And I did like his back and forth between him and Gladriel. I did like that when she's coming in. I kind of did like that. Uh, a little bit. Um, you were talking about the music before. Did you like the music in it? I, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was necessarily bad, but I did find it forgettable. Um, I didn't, I didn't think it, it had a particularly, which is funny because the, I believe the composer is Bear McCreary, and there's a lot of stuff uh, that he and he's done things like the Last God of War game. Uh, shows like black sales he's he's done a lot of stuff and i usually notice his name and like a lot of the music i hear but i just i don't know i i I felt like it was serviceable but not not memorable i just i'll i don't think i'll ever catch myself humming that like i do howard shore's score for the lord of the rings movies i just i don't think i'd ever go out of my way to listen to that music on its own Hmm. you know yeah, yeah, it was decent. I I thought the opening intro music was was pretty good. Um, you know, I wouldn't. Say, I liked that probably the most. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's particularly that memorable. Like I couldn't probably hum it right now, but uh, you know, listening to it, I was going, "That's that's pretty good. It's pretty it's pretty decent music." Um, I thought it's uh, like it's totally competent. Totally competent. Yeah, I guess that's the definition of the show. I guess pretty much just competent. I guess. Would you say? <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, I'd go a little lower. I'd go a little lower, to be honest. No. I think there are parts of it that are. I, I do think you know. There's moments where I, I you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching, and I think, oh, you almost got something. You almost got something. And I, but every time that happened, I watched it slip right through my fingers like sand. Um, I, I think if this wasn't the most expensive show ever made, and this was just another show i would say yeah i didn't think it was that great whatever but the fact that this is like the most expensive TV show ever made and <laughs> it was i just didn't feel like it had a soul i just didn't think there was a real soul to it um and i uh it, it it's like i you know and i i say this tolkien himself wouldn't not have he would not have liked the movie trilogy of the lord of the rings i I can tell you that he hated commercial entertainment he wouldn't have liked those movies either but i think he would have really disliked what they've done with this because it feels it feels really corporately produced to just uh elicit uh nostalgia i feel i I, it's like the same bone i have to pick with like jj abrams Star Wars movies where I'm like, can you can you do something new instead of reminding me of things that I have already seen? Can we please move move on to something that isn't recognizable? Mm. Um, and with the way they handled Sauron, it felt like that J.G. Abrams kind of mystery box storytelling mm. technique that, you know, I was a fan of Lost when it was first on and I was not pleased with how it continued. And I feel like that's every time 
every time that concept, not necessarily J.J. Abrams himself, but every time that concept gets used, it's, you know, it's all about crafting a mystery. Let's make a mystery. And then there's, there's so much effort put into coming up with a question that the answer gets forgotten about and slapped together at the it, it just never feels satisfying. Hmm. Okay. Um yeah, I see what you're saying um about it. I I'm probably gonna be a little bit more favorable uh than you. I think I liked a little bit more stuff than you with this series, but yeah, I could say I'm not in love with it. Um but you know if they do a season two of this. I think it's likely it's going to get a season two. I think they said it is. I think it's likely. Uh, why, Ritz? Uh, I, I believe when they actually acquired the license in the first place, it was done. The contract was signed with the stipulation that they had to produce five seasons. Like they're like right out of the gate. Five okay. Season commitment. Yeah. So okay. So it's getting one either way. So it's pretty much getting one either way. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Unless like the viewership numbers were like an abysmal failure, and they had to like go back and go, all right, we're like hemorrhaging. We need to think. Like that's the only way that it more wouldn't get made. Even if it does just okay, it's absolutely getting at least three three of those five seasons. Sure. Hmm. And is there anything they could do in the next season to maybe try to? win you over a little bit more um i i i I honestly i don't i don't i don't think there's any saving this for me personally now there's you know prop there might be a whole bunch of people out there that they could make some turns and some some choices that would totally put it back together and and this this could totally be a super popular show going forward i i i think for, you know, I, I've tried to evaluate it, you know, very hard on, on its own terms without comparing it to any to, to other elements too hard. But you know, for me personally, for my enjoyment, I just I just think they've made too many diversions from the source material and and made it enable to show and get to too many storylines that I just find more interesting than what they are doing. Um, and like I, you know, I'd like to say something more positive, but I'll, I'll tell you the, the the one thing that that could get me interested in watching a season two is if it got worse. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I love unintentionally funny things. Um, if things are the right kind of bad, I almost like them more than watching something good. It, the 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 best thing this show could do to appeal to me personally mm-hmm. would be get worse. Because then maybe it would be funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. um. So, what rating would you give it? What would be the rating? I I I would give it a I'd give it a skip it. Skip it. I would I would say skip it. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, they're, they're, I think that there's totally a bunch of people out there that's going to appeal to, and I, I think that's great. Like I never, you know, it, whether whatever I feel about something, like I never want to take it away from anybody else if they're enjoying it. But I, yeah, I just there is just just like there's little things I can point to and say that was done well or this was all right or you know they they were onto something here, but it never comes together enough for me. Um, not enough to get me to want to watch more. Hmm. Mm, okay. 
Um, so for me, I uh, yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more favorable than you. I'm gonna give it a stream it. Um, kind of middle to little close to higher tier stream it. Uh, I mean, maybe give it a chance, see how you like it. Um, watch it. Uh, I mean, these are each episode is over like almost over an hour long each episode, so it's it's a little bit of a commitment uh, to 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 see it, even though it's eight episodes, uh, and to kind of watch them. And I think. It's not going to be a quick binge, I don't think. I think sometimes these episodes do drag a little bit, and and sometimes pacing is is an issue in some of these episodes. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to see, you know, if you like it or not, if it's your thing. Um, I have heard people who really do love it, you know, and it's their thing. Um, I don't know, maybe that will be you. Um, I don't know if you're listening to this. Uh, but yeah, that'd be just my thoughts. I just thought it was just okay for me, you know. Um, am I excited to see a season two? Uh, not really. I'm not over the moon to see a season two. Um, you know, I mean, especially when you have a lot of the great things on TV, um, you know, and this year, um, I think the big competition this year was like, okay, this year was also House of the Dragon. It was also Andor, uh, that was out. Um, I do love Andor. Um, I think Andor is great, uh, from the, the, I watched the first, uh, episode, the first two no three episodes that they dropped and i thought that was great i think andor is one of the best things disney has probably done with star wars uh for me um and then house of the dragon um you know reviewed that um think that's fantastic i think that's also really great um and you know i I think there's just a lot of great options on tv right now so it's hard to really kind of compete um and i don't think this show's really up the snuff with some of those other ones uh but it's just it's fine you know it, it it's got some good qualities in it it's got some good performances in it um yeah so that's just how i feel about it um yeah so that was ring